For a while now, we've been looking at insects as a menu item. They are very high protein. They don't need a lot of land to be produced, and they have just a tiny little insect-sized carbon footprint. But, although that might be the rational uh, justification for eating insects, those factors don't appear to be enough to convince people to put more crickets on their plates. Ag Research and Lincoln University researcher and PhD student Caitlin Hyde has been looking at this idea of insects as food, and she joins me now. Hi, Caitlin. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Good, thank you. You ever eaten an insect yourself? I have. I've tried a few insects throughout my research. Yeah, tell us what you've eaten. Um, so I've tried locusts, which they're pretty good. They're nice and crunchy. They do have a bit of a strange pop, which can be a bit <laughs> off-putting if you're not used to that. As long as nothing um, oozes out when it pops, you know what I mean? There's, there's no oozing, so I can, I can reassure yeah. you on that. <laughs> yeah, I've tried mealworms, hoo-hoo grubs, a few different things. Uh-huh. Um, and tell us what your research set out to look at. Yeah, so what I'm really interested in is kind of the people side of things. So you kind of mentioned it there. Um, A lot of people think edible insects are a really great alternative protein solution, um, but Westerners are pretty resistant to eating them. Um, And a lot of surveys have been done on Westerners' perspectives. So they ask things like, oh, would you eat an insect? And in general, people tend to say yes. I think the stats about 67% of people say they would try an insect. Um, But in reality, when we bring these products to the market, they don't do that well. Um, So I'm really interested in finding out what's going on there. Why is it that people are like, oh, yeah, you know what, I might try an insect. But when it comes down to what's actually on their plate, they're not kind of following through with that. That's sort of where my research sits. How did you do that research? So I interviewed people. Um, I interviewed a lot of people who have eaten insects because I was really interested in what drew them to it what their experience was like and that kind of thing. Um, And then I also spoke to people who research edible insects or um, uh, farm them and sell them and that kind of thing to kind of get an idea of what's going on in the sector um, a little bit more broadly. Um, Yeah, and so for me, food isn't something that we just kind of think about, right? And I think this is kind of what's going on with those surveys. When you're sitting down looking at um, a a survey on a computer screen, it's quite a different thing to sitting down in front of, you know, a locust on a plate with all its legs and and its eyes and everything. Um, And food is something we bring into our bodies, right? Like, uh, it's it's a really um, visceral thing. So trying to capture kind of that more like materiality of it was a big part of my research. Yeah. So so you discovered that in order to get an honest appraisal of whether someone would do something, you have to put them in a situation more like the actual situation, not just ticking a box in a survey. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Food is something that we we do with our bodies, not our minds, right? So it's about capturing that. But I think another important thing is that um, it's not just about whether someone will eat an insect or not but whether they're going to keep eating it. So even though people might try it, there's a lot of other factors that come into whether they'll actually bring it into their um, kind of regular eating habits. And those are things like cost and availability and taste and that sort of thing. And it's a bit harder to capture those with a survey. Yeah. I guess one problem is that insects are usually things we're trying to get rid of to put mm-hmm. out of the house. Not, and in fact, you know, the idea of insects in your mouth, it's kind of horror movie stuff. Is that a, yeah. is that a big um, hurdle for people to overcome this, how they yeah, already perceive yeah. insects and, and what we should be doing with them? 
yeah, definitely. That's definitely that's something that's come through really strongly in my research. Um, you know, we spend so much time keeping insects out of our kitchen. Um, we don't we don't even want to touch them, let alone put them in our mouths. We have this idea that they're contaminating, that they're bringing in pathogens or something like that. Um, even our regulation, like if you go um, to kind of our food food regulation, everything that's in there is about keeping insects out of the kitchen, not um, bringing them in and eating them. So I definitely think that's where a lot of those issues come from. This sounds like a, a stupid question, but what do people want from food? Um, because I guess if you work out what they want, you can then work out whether insects provide it. I think that's such an interesting question. And I think the key thing is it's not one thing. And that's kind of where my research sits. It's like we eat food for a whole lot of different reasons. Sometimes we're eating it because we want something healthy. Sometimes we're eating it because we just want something delicious. We want a bit of comfort. Other times it's so that we can connect with family or show love or care. Um, I was at a whakatau party this morning where we had kai at the end to take us from a state of tapu to a state of noa. So food is so many different things. So I think it's not necessarily nailing down one thing that insects need to be, but realising that they're probably going to have to be kind of agile, right? We're going to have to uh, come up with insects that fit different scenarios, if that makes sense. Yeah. Any successful insect companies that have worked out how to break through some of these barriers? So there have been a lot which have focused on hiding insects and foods that are familiar to us. Um, in New Zealand, that's mainly been bread and wraps. In the Netherlands, there's a company who's made things like uh, nuggets and patties and that sort of thing. But the trouble is when you're making these products, they then have to compete with other kind of protein products like your, your veggie patties and that kind of thing mm. or, or um, hemp wraps. So, and, and those products haven't been that successful. Um, what, the ones that have been more successful are the ones that have actually just focused on the insect itself. Yeah. So what the insect can bring to the product, whether that's taste or um, in Mexican cuisine, grasshoppers are a really big part of um, of certain foods. So there's a, a restaurant in Wellington that's been um, serving those up with their tacos and that kind of thing. So I think the, the companies that um, seem to be doing well are the ones that are are not trying to hide the insect, but are actually embracing the, the cool things that it can bring to a dish. Yeah, because I remember those cricket flour wraps. They were fine, but why would you? Why would you buy the cricket flour ones as opposed to the normal ones? Yeah, exactly. There's kind of no real incentive there. They they taste pretty much the same. Um, they've got a bit more protein, but you can also get protein from things like hemp. Um, and then there's this little added thing of like, oh, do I really want to eat something with yeah. an insect in it? So it's got a barrier that those other things don't have. Um, so that's definitely what I'm seeing coming through. If we want people to eat insects, we need to be really showcasing the great things about insects. What about this Dutch company, Insecta, you came across? What are they doing successfully? Yeah, so they were the ones who had the patties and the nuggets and that kind oh, yeah. of thing. Okay. And they did find they were quite successful, but at the same time, it was people tended to try them once and then didn't really go back and keep eating them. And that was around um, things like price. They were a little bit more expensive. Taste, they didn't really taste that great. They were kind of okay. Mm. Um but also versatility. So like something like a burger patty, you can only really have it in one way, right? Like in a burger. Um, whereas you can't, and people don't want to have burgers every night of the week. No. Um, so there's a whole lot of things there around. You want insects to be quite versatile as well. And they need to fit into our cooking habits and that kind of thing too. Texture may be a more promising avenue than taste. Um, you note from your own cooking that mealworms crisp up quite nicely. 
Yeah, texture is a really big thing and it's so personal as well, you know. Some people really don't like the crispy insects because that puts them off, um, whereas I personally don't like the squishy ones. That's quite gross to me. Um, so I think that, again, it's about having a variety of different things that suit different people. What needs to happen next, do you think, if we're going to persevere with insects as food? I think a really important thing is kind of um, making a little, making it a little bit easier for insect companies to get certified, food certified. Sometimes that can be a wee bit complicated because it just hasn't really been done before. Um, I mean, it has a few times, but it's not, you know, it's not as common as, as milk or something like that. Um, and then making it easier for us to export insects. So I think in New Zealand, it's probably going to be a pretty niche market for quite a while, but there are 2 billion people who eat insects around the world. So if we can tap into those markets, it means that we can start kind of expanding our edible insect businesses, and then the price will start coming down as well. So that'll help get Kiwis kind of more willing to eat them too. How about you? What's your next area of research? Oh, I'm still figuring that out. So I finished my PhD in six months. Um, and I'm kind of just focusing on getting that done and then I'll sort of figure out my next steps from there. Do you reckon New Zealand farmers should be looking at this as a, as a way of diversifying and as a potential future, uh, future um, growth crop? Yeah, for me, I think that, you know, insects aren't going to be a silver bullet. <laughs> They're not going to save the planet. They're not going to feed the entire world. But I think that our, our problems that we're facing at the moment are so complex that we really need to take up kind of every opportunity we can. Um, and insects are one that, you know, you don't need a lot of space. Um, it's, it's something that I definitely think could be an extra market for us to tap into um, and a more sustainable one as well. So, yeah, I think there's kind of like, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you go into this new industry? Great. Good work, Caitlin. Nice to talk to you and well done, Maya, getting through this research.